Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through Fisher Handbook of Marvel Universe with guests who talk about all the characters and worlds we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is someone who's like really good at shielding people. Faith. It's me. I have a trash can lid. That's it. (laughs) Sorry. Today Today we're talking about Aegis or Egypt. I never know how to Aegis? say it. Aegis or Aegis? I think it's Aegis. I don't Where? know. I'm I'm always bad at it. Aegis. Because normally it's spelled with that A-E thing. Yeah. Which is something. But but yeah. Um but yeah, Aegis. Uh what what do you what do you think Aegis is? Is it Greek themed? Maybe. Is he like a gladiator? Maybe. Like a Roman Praetorian with a shield and a spear? Maybe. Oh. Does he does he wear sandals? No, actually. Oh, dang. He wears athletic boots. Dang, I was my follow-up question was going to be, does he wear socks with his sandals? <laughs> but you ruined that. Yeah. All right. He has yeah, he's good footwear. Yeah, this is what it looks like. Oh, oh, oh kind of uh, Greekish? It's, yeah, Greekish. He's got the, the Roman breastplate with like the muscles carved in. He's got like a cape, some pauldrons. A Medusa head y- on yeah. the breastplate as well. He is a he is a uh, BIPOC person. He seems to have bread as well. Ooh. If you want to see the people we're talking about, you can always go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. Um, but yeah, his name is Troy Jason Rollins. No other aliases. Uh, secret identity. Student slash adventurer. Uh, born in the U. Uh, citizenship is U.S. Uh, place of birth is Brooklyn, New York. Known relatives is mother, name unrevealed. Uh, his group affiliation is New Warriors, but he's inactive at this point in time. In his education as high school students, he's still going to high school, so, you know. Well, but... <laughs> Fun. <laughs> yeah. What's well, the New Warriors as well? All of them are teen. But, uh, here is the cover, because he first showed up in uh, New Warriors issue number zero. Ooh. And so, you know, how like how style. Well, OK, you you probably understand this a little bit, but um, you know, how like decades and to have like a certain style and everything. Yeah. Well, this was 1999 and this was definitely in that uh, melding part. Like, yeah. Not melting melting pot of like uh, 90s and 2000s art. Yeah. Like I could see elements of both. Yeah. Oh, speedball is in this oh. issue. Yeah. I recognize him anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's let's get into this. There's not a lot to get into, so let's jump into the shallow people. <laughs> I just read Orca as Okra. <laughs> Okra. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. So uh Trey Rollins grew up in rough a rough Brooklyn uh neighborhood, avoiding the local street gangs, and concentrating on his studies, notably his favorite, classical mythology. Of course. Uh, His close friend James once pushed Trey to safety during a drive-by shooting, 
but James himself would uh, later join the street gang, Lobos Boys. On his way home from school one afternoon, the teenager Trey heard a strange noise coming from an abandoned building. Inside, Trey found a mystical breastplate he recognized as the Aegis, the legendary Medusa face shield of the Greek uh, goddess Athena. Using this breastplate, he became a mass crime fighter as Aegis, winning the admiration of locals during, uh, including local graffiti artists Lester and Peyton. After helping the new warriors defeat the alien menace Blastar, or Blastar, uh, Aegis was awarded a uh, warrior's membership. However, the warriors in general, and Nova in particular, were slow to trust the inexperienced Aegis because he was the only member of the team who insisted on concealing his secret identities, identity from the other. So, yeah, I can understand yeah, that. I get that. I, I can understand it, honestly. I can understand Yeah. That. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> on both sides, but also at the same time, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm always kind of, you know, one, one side or the other when it comes to uh, secret identities. Um, when Brooklyn area street gangs began wielding high-tech aim weapons, the warriors set out to stop the gang war and cut off weapon supply. Uh, Aegis repeatedly protected James during this uh, conflict, but an ungrateful James nearly killed the warrior several times over. He also threatened to expose Trey's dual identity and help Lobo's boys destroy the warrior's crash pad headquarters. Warriors eventually nailed the arms dealer, supplying the uh, gangs. Organized crime boss Joe Silvermane, who I imagine is the the grandson, probably of the of the Spider-Man villain, who is an old man head on a robot body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. I think I repressed that memory. <laughs> Yeah, and they defeated his armor enforcers, uh, heavy metal. But metal is like metal, as in like you're meddling <laughs> type metal. Yeah, which heavy metal sounds like a polite term of like it sounds better than heavy petting. Yeah, but at the same time, it's the same thing. Yeah. Definitely, you definitely did learn something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, James uh, fled in, into hiding after killing a member of the rival Born to Die gang during a scuffle. Trying to explain his ties to James, Trey finally shared his true identity with the warriors and began to bond with the team. When the Greek demigod Hercules mistakenly accused Trey of stealing the Aegis, the goddess Athena revealed that she left it for Trey as a gift and declared Trey her newest mortal champion. With the support and blessing of Athena and the other Olympian gods, Trey found a new confidence as a hero. Oh. Okay. I mean, I mean, also beware if you do something better than her, she's going to turn you into whatever. <laughs> I mean, she's like, I know Athena's supposed to be one of the good gods, but she did turn a person into a spider because she was better at weaving yeah, than her. Yeah, she did some messed up stuff. She's like, like all the, like all the great gods are not meant to be idealized. No, no. Yeah. Nope. Um, after the fed, uh, federal government's new Superhuman Registration Act passed, they just continued his local crime fighting without seeking a superhuman uh, superhero license. When chilled troops tried to arrest him for this, 
Aegis escaped capture with the aid of a synthetic mutant hero, Jamie Madrox. So, okay, here's what he does. He's well, he's six. He's six foot. Oh my god, he's a, and a weighs, big boy for a teenager. A one, also, uh, I suppose one eighty is way too skin, uh, way too little for the yeah. amount of meat I see on his bones. I was, you should be closer to two fifty. Yeah, for six feet tall. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, for six feet tall. Yeah. He has brown eyes, brown hair. Um, and the Aegis breastplates uh, enables Trey to surround himself with an impenetrable force field. The effectiveness depends on his conscious awareness of the attack. If he is taken by surprise, he can be struck or injured. Okay, get a sniper. Cool. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No. He's dead. Dead. Right no! there. No! Uh, the force field can absorb and release and redirect energy directed against it or near it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey can extend his force field around other people and objects within a distance approximately 10 feet. The force field is often invisible, always transparent, and can be reshaped into simple forms such as screens, bubbles, or domes. Athena granted him unlimited passage to and from the other dimensional realm of Olympus. I mean, that's that's a plus, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. Yeah. No. That, that's fun. Uh, he's not really around <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of sad. He sounds like he has potential. Oh no, he died. He died in uh during uh, no! siege. He, he died of during course siege. He... Oh, I hate siege. <laughs> I hate siege so much. So many characters I like died in siege. Hey, you know, Ares died in siege, and I had been following his storyline up until that point. And he was like having actual character development. Oh no, no, he no, he didn't die. He killed himself on accident. Crap! So he thought the bubble was active around oh. him because he was jumping out of it. So, so basically, like, uh, like someone with fear-based powers attacked him. So he jumped out a window under the impression that he was still protected, but oh, it was temporarily no. disabled during his flight, and the fall just killed him. Oh, no. So he just basically suicided himself. Oh, <laughs> so, <poor> boy! <laughs> oh, is, is it siege? I don't really siege care about was him. like the event to just kill off a superhero you were tired of writing. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, that's what events are for. Just get rid of a, a hero or a thing. Like, get rid of someone you don't yeah, want. Yeah, you know? I just, like, I was so bummed by Ares. Bring back someone you like. Yeah, I was so bummed by Ares dying just because, like, Ares actually had character development. In, like, the last, like, three issues he was in, it was interesting, and then he gets his fucking spine ripped out by uh, Sentry. To be fair, it was a really cool it scene. It was really cool, and it made a big <laughs> impact. <laughs> The fact that Sentry killed a Greek god was, like, a pretty big deal. I killed a Greek god in Asgard, as well. Yeah, well, technically Asgard was, like, over Braxton, Idaho. Yeah, which, I mean, that would weaken any god being in Idaho. (laughs) To be fair, why would you ever want to be here? The sheer constant (laughs) psychic damage you take from being in Idaho would weaken anybody. <laughs> now, there's a lot of just uh century just ripping someone's head or spine out and it being drawn really well. Oh yeah. Uh there's that one where they were fighting uh, Morgana Le Fay and uh <gasps> Yes, and Norman was just yeah, like and Thunderbolts. Hey, Bob, let loose. 
No, no, this is during Dark Avengers. Oh, it was Dark. Sorry, this was Dark Avengers because Thunderbolts turned yeah. into uh, the Dark Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love that. I'm gonna probably reread that. That was point. a good storyline because Morgan Le Fay just kept. They tried killing her so many times, she kept just popping up. Like, aha! No matter what timeline I exist in, I'll always appear. And then they're like, you know what, Sentry, just go buck wild. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a really beautiful that like splash page. Yes, like uh, you see all them. Okay, yeah, but whatever. You know, there's some good books out there. Maybe you should just like read them. Yeah, you know, maybe you should read some. Marvel Limited's really cheap. I'm not joking. Marvel Limited's like really cheap, and uh, I've been mostly reading comics instead of doing my actual work. Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah, so, uh, do the plug, please. Okay, yeah, you should go listen to Art and I's other podcast that we do together. It is called Over in Smith. It's where we read the complete works of H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, there we do commentary over the stories. There are some fun facts, because we do have some literature, uh, that have those in it. Uh, specifically, Art has a special book that is full of that, which is really cool. Uh, we also do an audiobook of all, almost all the stories that we read. Some of them are too boring and racist to make an audiobook of, so we just skip over those. But yeah, go check it out. We're getting into the good stuff where we just started reading, recording Mountains of Madness. We've done Call of Cthulhu and Dagon and Nyarlathotep, uh, which are all excellent stories. You should go check it out. Yeah. Also, throw some money um, at the Patreon. Yeah, please. Please. Uh... Yeah, so this is uh this is me, uh Art. Uh thank thank you uh for listening and uh this has been Alphabet Flight. May contradict you through all of your night travels. Good night. Mm-hmm.